Welcome to the Seeing Red podcast. Well, St. John's fans, we have almost made it. We have almost made it through this long, dark offseason, longer than any of us had ever expected, longer than any of us had ever wanted in college basketball. We're only a few weeks away from the start of the 2020-2021 season where we will hopefully have a full season and a full NCAA tournament in March, but we will see about all that. But today we did take one little step forward in Big East Media Day. Welcome everyone to the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello. Here to recap Big East Media Day for the Red Storm. It was held this morning, this afternoon. Uh, head coach Mike Anderson met with the media this morning. A couple of Red Storm players as well met with the media. So we're going to have some sound mixed into this episode from those Zoom sessions. Obviously a very different looking Big East Media Day than we're accustomed to. Usually, you know, it's all at Madison Square Garden. We get the, the you know, coaches at their own tables. We get the players at their own tables. A lot more access, obviously, than this year. But that's, you know, just another byproduct of this pandemic where, you know, we can't really be there. We will get to the sound from those players in a second, though. First, though, I want to just give my thoughts here as we kind of kick off season three of this podcast. First of all, I just want to say thank you to all of you who are listening, who have been here since you know day one in our first two seasons, now entering the third one. And if this is your first time, uh, welcome. You know, we cover the Red Storm pretty much every week as the season gets going. We we come out with an episode at least once a week. Um, my thoughts on the news of the day before we get to the sound of Coach Anderson and the players. St. John's picked eighth in the Big East uh, preseason coaches poll. Not much of a surprise there, I think. You know, we, we all kind of figured what the top half would look like or what the top uh, four or five spots in the conference would look like. We know who the better teams in the conference, you know, Villanova, Creighton, uh, UConn, Providence, Seton Hall. We know that those are kind of the, the four or five best teams in the conference. We know that it's just going to kind of be a crapshoot then from six to nine, really. And St. John's ends up, oh, I'm sorry, St. John's finishes ninth in the conference, not eighth. Um, we've, we've been here before though, you know, this is nothing new for the red storm in, in terms of where we, where we've been picked in the conference. Obviously ninth is lower than I guess we would have expected, but how much stock do you really put into these preseason rankings? I I don't put much, you know, uh, Mike Anderson noted and a bunch of people have noted on Twitter that Creighton was picked seventh in the conference last year and they end up, uh, tying for the, for the uh, regular season conference title and being the number one seed in the conference tournament. So you don't really put much stock into these things. It, and Mike Anderson noted as well in, in his press conference earlier, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. You know, and, and like I said, there is so much uncertainty, I guess you could say, from really the number five spot in the conference to the number nine spot. I think most people have DePaul picked 10th. Most people have Georgetown picked 11th. I, I mentioned the top four or five teams, but from that six to nine spot, it's really could be anything. And that's probably going to determine, you know, which Big East teams reach the NCAA tournament and which Big East teams are going to the NIT. You know, because this could be another year where we see six or seven, you know, five, six or seven Big East teams reaching the NCAA tournament. I know that's so far away to even think about, but that could be that type of season. So, 
you know, where you're going to finish in that six to nine range could really have an impact on whether or not you're playing in March Madness or whether or not you're playing in the NIT. But we'll we'll see about that going forward. But being ninth in the conference, it's nothing new. You know, they've been very low in this conference really for a very, very long time. I think 2018 is really the only year out of the last four or five years where they've been, you know, higher than eighth or ninth or seventh in the conference or last even in the conference. So not a big surprise there. The other news of the day, though, is the Red Storm schedule being announced, at least the preliminary parts of the schedule from the first game of the year on November 25th until December 20th. Uh, in, in, in 2020 fashion, of course, the Red Storm will open the season on November 25th, and they do not know their opponent yet. Um, I know that uh, I saw that Manhattan had dropped out of their uh, their MTE that they were going to be playing, so we're not really sure who's going to be replacing them there. Then they get LaSalle, though. But the thing that, that really sticks out to me about this uh, schedule, at least the first, what, eight or ten games of this schedule, is the Big East opener, uh, December 11th at UConn. I mean, that is just... You really wish we could have fans there for that one. And I know that the Big East said uh, in their press conference that, you know, they may have fans judging on, you know, state uh, guidelines. But obviously, I don't see many uh, schools in this conference, just given their local governments, uh, allowing fans in attendance. So you really wish that we could have had fans at that game at Connecticut, St. John's at Connecticut, UConn's return to the Big East on December 11th. Really, really, really would have been fun. That's really the first thing that sticks out. But, you know, it, it's it's a tough matchup for the Red Storm to kick off Big East play. And you look at, at your first four Big East games, really. You've got at UConn, you got at Butler, you play home to Creighton, and you play home to Georgetown. So, two really, really winnable games, and then two games where you would be ecstatic if you can get a win against UConn or against Creighton. But then, you know, at Butler, obviously Butler's always a tough place to play, but again, probably won't have any fans there. And then you get Georgetown at home, who everyone kind of seems to think is going to be the worst team in the conference this season. So a good chance for the Red Storm to at least get off to, you know, a two and two type start in the Big East, which as we saw in Mike Anderson's first season, they did not get all get the ball rolling fast in Big East play last season. You know, what was it, an 0-5 start to Big East play last season? They struggled big time uh, starting starting the conference schedule. So it'll be nice, you know, to hopefully pick up a win against Butler or at least get a win against Georgetown. You know, you don't want to start 1-3, but better than starting, you know, 0-4, obviously. But two winnable games there and, and, and you know, two games that are going to kind of test you to see where you're at in, in regards to uh, this conference. The non-conference, obviously, you know, a lot of local teams, Fordham, Sacred Heart, LaSalle. Um, interesting game against Boston College on November 30th. That'll be an interesting an interesting matchup. And then uh, you get to play Texas Tech on the road in the, uh, at, what is it, the Big 12 uh, Big East Challenge. At, at Texas Tech on December 3rd, I mean, that's a real litmus test for this team. Doesn't, you know, don't expect a win there, but it'll be interesting to see where this team is at. That's only their, what, fourth game of the season and uh, a big test there against Texas Tech. So, what's it, six six games in the non-conference and then four games in the conference we know so far for the Red Storm. But definitely an interesting look at the schedule and, and good to at least have games on the schedule. We hope that all these games can end up be, being played. Uh, we hope that, you know, the Big East can get through a, a normal season, especially the non-conference games, I think, might be a little bit tougher to get all of them in, giving, giving you know, all the differences in testing protocols and you know, just COVID protocols in general between these conferences might be a little bit tougher to get those games in. But 
uh, having having games on a schedule is is really a refreshing thing. You know, we've said this with all the other sports, but there was certainly a point. Um, you know, in the off season where it looked like this might not happen, you know, in, 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 you know, even as late as August, I guess you could say, where it looked like we might not get college basketball or a normal college basketball season. Looks like we're going to get a relatively normal season, obviously, albeit without fans. So that's just refreshing to have games on the schedule. But uh, let's get into the, the, the sound of the day. We've got some, um, some, quotes and and highlights of the press conferences from Coach Anderson and from a couple of Red Storm players. So let's get right into it. All right, so we started the Zoom call with an opening statement from Coach Anderson to the media. Obviously, very different than uh, we we normally would have it. You know, everything's on Zoom nowadays. But uh, Coach Anderson, in his opening statement, kind of pointed out that he wants to see the Red Storm just picking up from where they left off to end the abbreviated uh, 2019-2020 season. I told our guys, you know, in the offseason, let's pick up where we left off. And, and how do you do that? But we have some guys now that have become core players. Uh, Greg Williams, Julian Champagne, uh, Marcellus Erlington, David Carraher. Uh, those guys were obviously last year, they were big for our team. And so this year they'll be even bigger in bigger roles. It was interesting to hear Coach Anderson talk about the, the bigger roles that he really expects really the entire team to to play this season, you know, starting with Rasheem, but obviously you look at Greg Williams, you look at, you know, even a guy like Josh Roberts, Marcellus Erlington, Julian Champagne, guys that are going to need to step up for the Red Storm to have a, a big season this year, or at least exceed expectations or maybe improve upon last year. It was interesting to hear Coach Anderson kind of talk about that. And it was interesting because he seems very, very high and very, very confident that these guys are going to be able to step into these roles. Really felt like the entire uh, press conference he was giving that vote of confidence to these guys that he feels like they're ready to kind of take this step to kind of fill that void that was left by LJ Figueroa and Mustafa Heron when they departed the program. And even guys like Nick Rutherford from a leadership standpoint, seemed like Anderson was very, very confident in the guys that he has right now, which is very, very refreshing to hear. Uh, Coach Anderson obviously did test on the coronavirus and the impact that it's had on his on his team and on his preparation uh, for the season. So let's hear what he had to say about that as well. But I, I, I cannot be here and say this has been trying a trying time, especially you know with uh, with COVID uh, that is taking place. Uh, uh, having access to our guys, uh, the testing, the protocols. All the things you got to do in order to get ready to prepare, uh, prepare your team. Uh, so it's we're taking it day by day and, uh, and just trying to. The kids are doing the right things. Uh, the coaching staff, uh, they're staying on top of it, and uh, so uh, we're going to try to make it as normal as we possibly can. Coach Anderson then mentioned that it's really going to be a team effort for you know his team for St. John's and for the Big East as a whole to complete this season and more importantly complete this season safely for all players and staff involved. You know, I kind of trust my instincts. Uh, you know, I trust our uh, administration here in terms of you know helping us navigate through it. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I think our university has to be a team, and thus far they they've been been great. Uh, I think even when you talk about our conference, I think our conference uh, uh, has to has to give us some leeway and, and, and show us the direction that we need to go. Uh, and, and I think that that is something that that is taking place. Uh, there, there's been so much talk about coronavirus and its impact on college sports 
And Coach Anderson touched on the impact that it has on the scheduling as well for St. John's. You know, you're not going to get 10, 11, 12 non-conference games before starting Big East play. You're not going to start Big East play on New Year's Eve. You're going to start Big East play all the way up at the beginning of December, really, second week of December. You're not going to have a whole lot of preparation before you're battling in conference games that are going to determine your standing in this conference. So Coach Anderson kind of talked about the difficulty of trying to prepare for a season where you don't have a lot of time before you're you're facing your biggest rivals. This is a different year because you're, you're going right into conference play in December. So uh, so coming out of the gates, your team's got to be ready. They've got to be ready to play. And so uh, so with that being said, I just think you know, every, every game is going to be a challenge, even when you're talking about uh, we just want to get some games in. Coach Anderson mentioned that the number one way to be prepared for this crazy season is having that culture of competition, you know, competing every single game. He mentioned that the Red Storm really did that in almost every game last season, and I think most fans would agree with that. They just couldn't close out games. I was interested to hear his his comments here in terms of how the Red Storm plan on attacking games this year, how the Red Storm plan to change, really, their misfortunes in so many games down the stretch from the 2019-20 season. Let's hear what he had to say about that. Uh, uh, you look back on our season last year, we were probably in like seven, eight games where it's it's a one-possession game. And, and I always talk about the process and creating a culture of winning. You know, you got to be able to compete. Your kids got to come out, they got to play hard, then they got to learn to compete. I thought our guys competed last year. We didn't finish some games off. So maybe that uh, now, you know, the worm can turn. And maybe now that's going to be on our side. Well, it's another year of experience for guys like Rasheem, guys like Greg, guys like Marcellus. You know, another year of experience under their belt to where those guys are now upperclassmen. That should certainly help, you know, with closing out some of these games, especially in conference play where it's going to be so critical. Coach Anderson touched on that. He also mentioned that, you know, the Red Storm have a lot of newcomers coming in. Posh Alexander, Arnaldo Toro, Vince Cole, Isaiah Moore, guys who they think can contribute really right away and kind of help right those wrongs that kind of plagued the Red Storm down the stretch last season, that plagued the Red Storm, especially in conference play last season. Coach Anderson touched on his roster returning and his new roster coming in and how he's going to kind of juggle the pieces going forward. Team done. Uh, I mentioned him, but with him coming back, uh, uh, he would be better this year. Julian would be better. Greg would be better. Uh, and I think some of the freshmen we got coming in, uh, Ponce Alexander, I think he's going to be an exciting player in our program. Uh, Vince Cole, uh, as well as Isaiah Moore. And the guy I'm really excited about is Leonardo Toro, a graduate. We got a little experience, a little older guy, a guy that could give us that versatility at the, at the forward position. So uh, a lot of pieces. And now, you know, as a coach, you got to put them all together. We've seen a lot of the reports throughout this offseason about how high Anderson is on Arnaldo Toro, the George Washington transfer, uh, going to play a huge impact for the Red Storm this season. I believe this was Zach Braziller's uh, question to him about Arnaldo. Just, just what does he think Toro brings to the table to a team that really was lacking, lacking size and lacking, you know, a big man in the paint last season? Here, here's what Anderson had to say to that. I, I tell you what, I just, I just like what Toro brings to the table. I think he brings a maturity. I think he brings uh, 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 just one of those guys that do whatever it takes to help your team win. Uh, it brings a calmness, uh, the experience factor. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, really, really good in what we do. Uh, 
And we've got one last quote from from Coach Anderson here. I believe this question was asked by Kevin Connolly, a friend of the program over there. He came on a couple times uh, last season. This was, you know, replacing Mustafa Heron, replacing LJ Figueroa. It's going to be a group effort, yes. And and I thought that Coach Anderson had a really, really good answer to this and and a really, you know, inspirational or or encouraging answer to this if you're a Red Storm fan in terms of of how they plan to replace those two players who were leaders for them last season. It's a long clip. It's about two minutes long, but I feel like this was a really, really interesting answer from Coach Anderson. So check it out. But I thought this this past year, uh, with uh, with the emergence of, uh, of a guy like Greg Williams, I thought he became our best score shooter in the basketball. I thought Rasheem Dunn, I think uh, he's in for a big year. This is his senior year. He's a fifth year guy. This is his senior year, so I, uh, I think he's had a pretty good offseason. Uh, uh, Marcellus Erlington, we saw him uh, come in, and I think it's going to be a, a contribution of multiple guys. Uh, we feel that. You know, the, the guys coming in, uh, we, we, we had a shortage. We didn't shoot the ball well. But we feel like, you know, having bring a guy like Vince, uh, uh, Isaiah Moore gives us a versatile forward. Uh, so we're going to be a team where you're going to have multiple guys, hopefully, uh, can get us some, some double-figures numbers. And you can't uh, look past what Julian did his freshman year. Uh, going down the stretch, I think in the last 10 games, this guy almost averaged a double-double. And uh, and I think he's hungry. I think he's he's humble about it. And I think he's, he's looking forward to this year. So uh, I, I guess, you know, our, our job is to try to put a team out there that, that's going to uh, – where you got multiple guys you got to worry about. You know, the easiest thing to guard is a team where you got two guys that are going to do all the scoring. Uh, my best teams have been where we have multiple guys uh, on any given night. Any given night, this guy can get you 25. And we saw it last year. We saw Marcellus. I mean, he had one of his better games. Uh, uh, he played against Georgetown. He played well. I think it was at uh, maybe Creighton. Uh, he just went off. Julian had one at Illinois. He, at Butler, where he played extremely well. So uh, we're going to have a bunch of guys, hopefully, that are capable and people got to worry about him and uh, but to me the biggest thing is our defense is it got to continue to play at a high level for us okay my main takeaways from from coach Anderson's press conference and then we're going to get to some some highlights of the of the Red Storm players today I don't. This obviously was not a, a shot at all from Coach Anderson to his team last season, but but he did mention the easiest teams to guard are teams that have you know one or two guys that you have to worry about, and that's really exactly what the Red Storm were at the start of last season, at least with Heron and with Figueroa. You know, it was those two guys. We knew that they what they were going to bring to the table, and then it was a lot of question marks for the Red Storm. And, and Coach Anderson said. Those are the easiest teams to guard. He said his best teams are guy are, te- are teams where you have four or five guys that can contribute on any given night. And we saw that at the end of last season. You know, he mentioned Marcellus Erlington in the Big East tournament against against Georgetown. Marcellus Erlington on the road against Creighton. Julian Champagny on the road against Butler. Uh, um, Greg Williams at home against Creighton. It seemed like any given night, there was someone stepping up for the Red Storm. One of these guys who are returning now this season. I think that's going to be a big part of this season for the Red Storm. Is just They have so many guys that can step up on any given night. Not saying that they're going to be one of the best teams in the conference 
profits or anything like that. But I think that's why they can surprise some people and why I'm at least optimistic in this team is that they have so many options for guys that can step up and can give you 20 points on a given night. Not going to average 20 points, but can give you those 20 points on any given night. Other takeaways that I had, he seems very, very high on Posh Alexander. Um, I saw, I think John Rothstein mentioned this a couple weeks ago, that he said Posh is just perfect for this system. Seems like a perfect Anderson-type player. Uh, And in this press conference, he was very, very high on Posh as well. Seems very, very high on Arnaldo Toro as well. Um, Seems like Toro is going to step in right away. Probably will start right away, I would assume, as well. And is going to be that presence in the paint. And then some injury concerns as well. Uh, He mentioned Vince Cole was out. With a with a uh, it was some leg injury I don't remember exactly where he was out though and he's missed for a couple weeks with that hopefully he's okay and is, is ready for the season opener in a couple weeks about a month uh, seems like he should be okay with that and and Coach Anderson mentioned you know at, at some point in this off season every player except Greg Williams has missed a day or two due to injury and I think that just kind of speaks to the to the, to the, the type of, of practices that the Red Storm are, are holding. He, he said, you know, these practices, they're going to feel like wars. They're going to feel like battles. And then the games are the fun part. And I think we kind of saw that last year. And and if that if that means anything that, you know, they've had guys miss, miss time due to due to injury, uh, multiple guys miss time due to injury this this offseason. You never want that, obviously. But if it's if it's minor stuff, you know, it, it kind of just shows you the 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 combative nature of the Red Storm's practices this offseason. But, you know, Coach Anderson knows how to do a press conference. And, and, and again, he was very encouraging in this one as well. All right. So let's get let's get to our players now. The Red Storm made three players available to the media. And uh, let's hear what they had to say about the upcoming season. All right. As we mentioned, it was Greg Williams, Julian Champagny, and Rasheem Dunn available to the media. We start with Greg Williams on what he worked on in the offseason after his breakout season last year. I feel like I've been just getting better every day, just trying to focus on, you know, doing my part on the team. So, uh, I mean, I, I would say my confidence is it's getting it's improving you know just because I try to bring as much as I can to the table and improve the team so I've definitely been working and I'm looking forward to the season coming up Rasheem Dunn was asked for his reaction to the Big East coaches picking St. John's to finish ninth in the conference this season and to the surprise of of very few uh, Rasheem said it didn't really phase him or his teammates very much I feel like we've been working. Um, everyone has an opinion, you know, and we've been working to get each other better, our team better, transfers and, you know, incoming freshmen coming in. I feel like we, uh, you know, in practice, we go hard every day to, you know, to out, like, shine or uh, whatever occasion be. We're not really into the, you know, the polls or the politics or anything like that. We're just working to be a better team. This is an interesting question I thought asked by, I believe, Thomas uh, Kavanaugh, who we follow each other on Twitter. He, he asked, uh, how was it, you know, building relationships with all of the newcomers coming onto this team this season from the guys who have been on the team? How are they able to build those relationships when for so long in this offseason, obviously, you couldn't practice, you couldn't go out and hang out with teammates, you know, you couldn't even really leave your house. How was it kind of building those relationships? Here's what Greg Williams had to say. I thought this was an interesting answer as well. Well, I mean, we reached out um, when we like, when we found out they committed and everything and just through our Zoom calls and, you know, we FaceTime, we'd be in different groups. So we kind of would catch up every now and then. So when we actually came to campus, it wasn't that it wasn't that weird or um, like that silence or trying to break the ice to talk to each other. It was just normal. You know, we kind of 
picked up where we left off from talking during the during the whole pandemic. Here was Julian on his opinion to commit to St. John's and what it was like playing at home in New York City for his freshman season and now beyond. I feel like playing at home was a big plus for me. Um, just you know, knowing my surroundings and being comfortable where I'm at, and playing in the Garden has always been a dream of mine. And to make that come true was a was honestly a blessing. But I was, um, I feel like it was more comfortable, especially being with Riley, like a, a guy who's from Brooklyn, who's from who's from the city. So I was kind of we were relatable and stuff like that. But I feel like it's been a it's been a it's been a it's been to my advantage, honestly, playing home. And speaking of playing at home, the Red Storm's prize commit from this recruiting cycle, Posh Alexander. He will be staying at home and playing for the Red Storm. Here was what Greg had to say about Posh's first few months in Queens. Oh, he's a legend. You know, he brings a lot to the table. He, uh, he's very fast, very quick, sees the floor. He just he does a lot of things that... Um, that add a lot to this basketball team. So I'm excited for him. You know, it's, it's definitely going to be an experience for him, and uh, I'm just ready to see him succeed. Well, the best newcomer for the Red Storm last season was certainly Julian Champagny with his freshman year. He talked about the four newcomers to the Red Storm this season and how they've impressed him so far in offseason workouts. I mean, I wouldn't want to put anyone above anyone else. I, I'd say that they all came in and um, they've done what they've had to do. Isaiah and uh, and Vince, you know, they're a little older, so they kind of get certain things about college. Posh and Dylan have been excellent. They all been they all been good. I feel like they've all come in and picked and picked up on what coach wants us to do well. And I feel like they've all they've all impressed me a lot. But getting those newcomers kind of up to speed and up to task in terms of Mike Anderson's coaching style is a bit of a challenge for the Red Storm this season. Rasheem Dunn talked about that that challenge and how the Red Storm have been dealing with it so far, getting all of these new players acclimated to the system. I would just say, you know, just trying to get everyone on the same page. I mean, everyone is on the same page now, but as you know, we had a lot of new guys that came in. So they don't, some came from Juco, some came from high school, and some tra- one transferred from another college. So, you know, it's kind of different, you know, coming from Juco to, you know, uh, Division One, not knowing, you know, uh, what, kind, what, what, what Coach Mike wants. Well, Greg Williams is one of a few guys who have played under the previous regime with Chris Mullen and the new regime now of Mike Anderson. Here's what Williams said Anderson kind of brought to the table last season and is, is continuing to teach his players going forward ahead this season now. He brought a different he brought a different mindset to, to this team. I think that we we have grown to be a a team that fights, a team that uh, plays with heart. I think that we've we've all grown with the experience of having them to to play hard and ultimately learn about things in life. I think that his coaching style it really prepares us for not only things on the court but things off the court. You know, school life, um, growing up. I think that he, he's brought a lot of different things that may go unnoticed. And we'll end it with this. This was Rasheem Dunn talking about the Red Storm's strong finish to last season before it was abruptly canceled and how they plan to kind of carry that over now into the 2020-2021 season. Here was his response. 
I believe we're gonna, you know, take that energy into this season because at the end of the season last year, you know, we all were playing together. We was actually doing what Coach Mike wanted us to do. Everyone was playing the role, and you know, we was playing defense, scrappy, fighting, playing with the heart. You know, you see how far we got. All right, there you heard it from the three players that the Red Storm made available to the media today. The senior, Rasheem Dunn, the junior, Greg Williams, and the sophomore, Julian Champagny, all of whom are really going to be expected, as we've heard throughout this episode, to be three of the leaders for this Red Storm team on and off the court. Even Champagny as a sophomore, I think, is going to be expected to step into a little bit of a leadership role. And I think all three guys definitely came off that way. All three guys, certainly to me at least, came off very, very confident in their responses. I think that the way that this team ended last season, especially, you know, the the end of February and really March, the first couple of weeks of March before we saw the season get canceled, I think that confidence seems like it's going to carry over uh, just from what we heard from Mike Anderson say and just from what we heard these three guys say today. It seems like it's a confident team heading into you know, this this shortened season, this this season where you're going to have to be ready to go right away. We'll see. We'll see if, you know, it, it transpires on the court. But for now, certainly seems like it's a confident bunch of guys. If those three are any, any indication, a confident bunch of guys going into uh, this this crazy season that we're about to play. But I want to thank the Big East, first of all, for uh, for holding this media day. You know, it, it, I'm sure it was a very, it was a very uh, tough logistically to get it all set up, but you know, really means a lot. I'm sure to all of the media, including myself, who I just do this podcast for fun, obviously, but all the people who are doing this for their jobs, I'm sure it means a lot to them. Uh, thank you to St. John's, obviously, for making head coach Mike Anderson and the and the players available. Um, we're pretty much back now. We'll probably we might take a week off, and then we'll probably go get into a uh, a season preview type episode at some point. You know, in the first week of November, maybe or second week of November, uh, we'll have a couple people on. We'll preview the season. I might even do the uh, the preseason fan uh, survey, the Twitter survey that I've done for the last two seasons, kind of gauge where the the fan base uh, confidence is at heading into this season. And then, you know, November twenty uh, fifth, we'll be we'll be going with the with the with the season. Thanksgiving Eve and then Thanksgiving Day, we will have a college basketball season. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if all goes well from now until then. And And hopefully December 11th, a little over a month and a half from now, we will have St. John's and UConn uh, battling in the Big East once again. But thank you all for listening. It feels good to be back uh, for season three. Like I said, if you're a new listener, thank you for hopping on. If you're, you know, a day one listener, thank you for for sticking around as well. We'll be back at some point in the next couple of weeks. And as always, let's go Johnnies.